What's good, all you great, grand, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe? Welcome to Patchwork, where we talk about the who, the what, the why. When it comes to those of us of color, the melanated persuasion, that are in the food, beverage, and hospitality industry. It's been a long time, y'all, and um, I have not been recording for a reason Uh, To be completely transparent with a lot of you guys, I lost my father to stomach cancer at the top of May, and um, it made me sit back and kind of reevaluate things a little bit more so than I normally do, and I kind of took a break from everything podcast related, and um, right now, for the month of July, especially since... um, it's cancer season. This is my birthday month. This is my father's birthday month. This is my mother's birthday month and kind of sort of she's on the cusp. I wanted to uh, include a different realm of conversations. So for this entire month, even though it's not mental health awareness month, let's um, I, I wanted to be able to just really chit and chat with you guys about things that are not often talked about in this industry um and which is mostly like us taking care and time for ourselves so uh all of july will be dedicated to the self-care series and uh this is conversation one so uh you know um per the usual sit back relax and enjoy the show gonna be good to talk to you guys again I've needed it all right let's get into it hello all right hello yes and we are back can you hear me yes I can hear you okay great um holy shit I haven't done a cast since like I think mid-April yep just about yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a minute. So um look Okay. So back into uh talking. therapy and the importance yeah. of having a therapist that uh looks like you. Well, um yeah, like I was saying so therapy first off is very important. Um I can remember not even like being able to speak about what I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. being the type of male that I am, and especially being a male that has uh, Caribbean parents, like who am I to sit here and I ain't got the keys to nothing in the, on this planet. So who am I to sit here and say the way that you are experiencing your human experience is wrong because it doesn't align with mine? I ain't fucking nobody. I can't make that kind yeah. of judgment. I don't know. It's well, just that that, think, that, that I, whole I thing think, is weird to me. I think because, you know, um, and like it even, it even stems back to what we do. You know, you got critics. Food critics. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Letter food critics say that this food was bad and tweet about it to the right number of people. Oh, that place has been shut down. I mean, hell, I I shared something today where the largest white castle in the world is it failed so many um inspectors. Me having Caribbean parents and anybody who knows about people from the Caribbean, like when you grow up in a Caribbean household. Especially as a male, you know, you you man up. You always have to keep it together, and you don't speak out of school on the family. Um, you don't talk about anybody. You don't talk to anybody outside of the family about what's happening within the family because it just brings much dishonor. It brings, you know, mm-hmm. just it's fatal. And it's not until something astronomically horrible sometimes has to happen and it won't even come up until way late. The importance of having a therapist who um, is 
um, of a darker skin tone and has a beard, just like I do, it made me feel as if I was talking to someone who would understand what I was going through. Even if I started talking about the little things, um, he would understand what I was going through. Um, not to knock anybody else who is of another color, of another race, or um, they, I'm pretty sure they're well-versed in what they're doing and very, very um, qualified for what they're doing. But it's harder for them to connect with me than it is for me to open up to them. That makes sense. Like, I, and I think, well, we both know, being part of the Black community, therapy is always a thing that is always frowned upon. Asking for help is always something that's frowned upon. Like, saying that you're not okay is also always frowned upon. Like, everything everything is blanketed in this whole scope of this is showing weakness. This is showing cracks in the mainframe. But it's like, yo, we're all human. No matter what color we are, we're human. Well, well, what's unfortunate is we're, as Black people, we're not seen as human. We're seen as superhuman. Um, I mean, it goes from everywhere to anywhere. Um, I mean, it runs the gamut of both because it's weird in the sense that we're, I guess I do understand that in the sense that we're seeing, there's no, there's no middle ground, right? No. We're either subhuman or we're superhuman. There's no middle ground just to be regular. Yeah. And think about the racer that just had her issue. Um, I mean, you know, we're in 2021 recreation or medicinal you've got so many people using marijuana Mm -hmm. you know what this is though because it's not just her like the olympics right now are cracking down on anybody black for the stupidest of reasons oh yeah oh yeah and and this is the most black people that i've seen qualify for the olympics in a while yeah yeah there's a lot of us there are a lot of us and, and we they are coming left and right with bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are really good at what we do. But when Phelps got his, he got all of his awards. He got all of his mm-hmm. things. Make an example. They were like, well, um, so he could be disqualified, but we're thinking about it. But minute they saw she tested and everything, they wanted mm-hmm. to take the from her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Job very well so you know I, I I don't know what and that's the unfortunate part I knew that they were going to try to come for her like yeah. I was waiting for them to I was waiting for them to tell her she would have to change her hair and her nails and, and all that stuff well, I was waiting to change her look period which yep understand yep. I, I, I don't understand why and with all these factors being a thing it does make you more closed off to speak to anybody about anything, even your troubles. Yeah. If I constantly have to watch myself every time I do something, then I every constantly time. have to keep myself, you know, guarded on all these different fronts. Who, what do I want to tell you my problems for if you can't even accept me being normal? On a regular day. Yeah, yeah. On a regular day. Yeah. No, absolutely. Which is, which is why, um, which is why I thought it was very important um, on the writing aspect of This Is Us when they put that into the episode. Uh, they had yeah. an episode where when Randall went to a therapist and it was a white and he like respectfully was like after a couple of sessions was like, you know, you're great and everything, but I need to find someone who looks like me. Absolutely. Because, because it makes a huge difference because then you can start to because what ends up happening is, because when I first started therapy, I, I had someone who did not look like me. And what I learned in that process was I spent the first eight sessions, and I was going once a week. I mm. spent the first two months having to explain who I was before we could get to the core of why I was there for therapy. And that wastes so much time, and it's so and difficult. And money, because yeah, time and money. Yep. Oh, yep, yep. that, that 
Yeah, that that too. But the biggest thing is the time that it wastes because mm-hmm. you don't even have to know where I am mm-hmm. to understand that. Like it's funny when I was younger, my parent, my mother, and all of her friends were so into um, Nigerian films, and it was the first time I had ever seen people like myself, but not in a criminal aspect or anything they were just living in homes and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. i don't know how to speak the nigerian language but i know when a black person goes "Mm -hmm, mm," that there's no good sign after that or Mm -hmm. you know when i hear a a black person go "Uh uh-uh that ain't it like i my cousins and i we always make this joke if there was a person that was behind Trump when he was signing certain bills going, uh-uh, that ain't it. <laughs> Child, all those things would have saved America from going through the turmoil that they did in 2020. All you need is a couple. Child, mm, not me. That will yeah. change an entire trajectory that is the difference between we're going to war and you know what it wasn't even that bad but the difficulty of not understanding those cues and not understanding those things and i think it even spans even further to the fact that um i remember uh ti has this music video called war zone and um it's actually a long music video, kind of like how Michael Jackson used to do like these movies. And mm-hmm. it's a whole music video of a compilation of all his um, songs. Oh, like from... Moonwalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a compilation of all his songs from the album Us or Us or Else. That's a... Okay. And yeah. he has this one clip where he's a cop and he's driving around and he's driving in a cop car with a white cop and the white cop sees two guys just running he doesn't know why he just sees these two guys just running so of course he goes over stops and ti's character asks the young guy he goes so what are you guys running for and the kid's out of breath he's like we were just racing he said what we were just racing. Unfortunately, the other one that was running kept running because he saw cops and he saw a white cop. So the white cop goes, trails after him. Maybe a couple minutes later, complete silence. Then a gunshot goes off and everybody's mm-hmm. head turns. Mm-hmm. And what what happens all too often, because there isn't an understanding of what happens, everything is deemed as a threat or a joke. Yeah, no surprise there. You know, it just, I, like, I don't know, early on, I had to learn there are certain things that other cultures will always do to be comfortable. And it's not up to you to be the one to bring discomfort to someone else's comfort. And it's not fair for you to do that at all. But it's, the problem is, is there's nothing that we can do that will ever make anybody comfortable around us. We can sit here and try to abide and like follow all the rules that are given to us and try to be silent and try to move in all of these spaces. But at the end of the day, people's already deep embedded perception that there's always going to be fear instilled in them against us just from us being who we are true very true (laughs) and i truly believe black people have made an attempt though because that's one of the the reasons why i love cooking because you know to say that they invited to the cookout that has always been something i've kind of chuckled at because it would be food to connect everybody, you know, to, to as a medium 
for everything that they want to deal with. Um, I had a crazy idea. Every state, because every state is shut down, every state should have a long table in the middle of their downtown and just bring all their foods from that culture. And if everybody tasted everybody's food, they could start to understand. They would at least start the conversation of what's happening and what needs to be done. So, I mean, so that's the thing, though. With us being people, and by us, I mean us as, as black and brown people, the one thing that we've always done, no matter aspect and what avenue we use artistically and things of that nature is move culture right so if we always move we create and move culture Mm -hmm. that is something that could be done but we would have you know what I'm saying and I feel like it's something that can be done and I feel like it's something done and spoken amongst us as the black and brown chef community if we all decide to try to do this something like that like I mean you already know I'm all on board about this whole big communal table situation because thanks to High on the Hog <laughs> like yeah that yeah that's definitely a big thing that I would like I really I really would like to do that and like, it's funny I, you bring that up um for as great as that was and for as great as that is um I read online somewhere where they're now becoming um, more forthright about the shortage in food. So please be more, how you say, please be more patient with the restaurant owners and restaurant crew. We're trying as hard as we can, but there is a food shortage and this is what's causing it, which I, it, it hurts my heart to even hear. It's crazy. We we are we are in what I would consider and what I've what I would call very strange days. Like uh, a whole bunch of things uh, have changed very dramatically in our planet ecosystem, and then how we move as a society. Uh, over the year I thought that with everything that everybody went through with freaking COVID that people would come out to be better humans but what I have realized is that that didn't happen for everybody there are some people who did and then there are some people who doubled down on their bullshit because they didn't have to deal with and interact with other humans anymore that they just don't give a fuck those who are social creatures are um they like to be out, but more importantly, those who, if your industry serves another person. It's those part of the industry. I mean, it's just the fact that, you know, like we both talked about before, finding someone who looks like you, who moves like you in this kind of space is not something that happens that often. And unfortunately, a lot of the times when we find people who look like us, like, you have to double take because you don't know if that person is going to have your back or if that person wants to be the only one that looks like you in that space because it's so limited. And it shouldn't be like that. But that ends up being what happens. So in those kind of equations, the room to talk about self-care when you got to worry about somebody trying to stab you in your back. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, Going back to Mm -hmm. High on the Hog, I remember there was a saying that one of the women said, yo, it made it made me stop in my tracks. Um, so while watching High on the Hog, it was um, I forgot who it was, but one of the ladies said, some of the slaves want to be free and some of the slaves want to hold the whip. Mm-hmm. And you just got to watch out which one is which. And that really hit me hard because there are some people that just want to hold the title and some people that really want to do the job. Yeah, and no, I agree. It, it, it blew me away when she said that and it really rings true to representation because 
even those who are there to represent are they they don't care they they don't I, I don't care who comes after me or what they do you know of course for shock value or for photos they'll definitely yeah you know I'm I'm here for my people but when you mm-hmm. really talk to them and you genuinely speak to them it's like uh, I, I don't care what they do I'm out here I'm getting mine I got this check later mm-hmm. so yes representation is a very very big component I mean you see what happened to um, Black Panther mm. dealing with Black Panther as a movie as a movement you know I'm uh, Everybody who saw it, they dressed in a certain manner. Only other time before then that people had been so excited that I can remember was coming to America, the first one. Yeah. The last time I remember people being so proud. That in line. Freaking, and so this this is why I'm one that food does this for me, which is why I made the post that I made last night about Dawn. So her Sorry. her menu for Top Chef was incredible. Mm-hmm. She did an Ethiopian tartare. She did Cal- She did Carolina gold rice fritters. Like. That's she, already a whole bunch of fun. she did like yam bread pudding like she she showed the fuck out and showed the fuck up and yep. I went into watching that finale uh, cheering on someone else I, I liked her and I liked everything that she had been doing but um, I, I was connecting with a lot of the food from the um, the Japanese guy more until she came out with her menu and they glazed over it, of course, in the description. But particular things stood out as they were talking. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. She she over here doing shit that we would never see in mainstream television. And upgrading it in, in a way never see. And there's a significant level of importance to that, of taking what people consider poor man's food. Because the thing that's something that I've noticed is that every other culture can have poor man's food, right? And people will take it and adapt it and uplift it and whatever, and then start charging some random high-ass price per plate, like menudo and things of that nature. But when it comes to us, they still don't want to recognize the importance and the basis of slave food. Basis for all fucking cuisine in this country. That is what made High on the Hog so important. Yeah. And, and you know, what doesn't resonate well with certain people is the fact that with this food, there's history. Mm-hmm. And now we have to talk about the history of it. And what's unfortunate is for some people it's a dark history, for some people it's a bright history. It all depends on which side of the history, you know, book you're on. Exactly. And but but the it, thing is is at the end of the day, yeah, it all should be recognized for what it's worth. At the end of the day, okay, this country has a very fragmented, bogus ass past. Just accept it. That's the part that's difficult here. It's the part that people still don't want to take accountability of the fucked up past that was created. And one thing that we have always had to force to be do, the one thing that we've always had to be forced to do as Black Americans in any way, shape, or form is to history is move on from it as much as we can and build upon it. In every aspect of what that means. 
well, and that's what we've done. You know, what's funny? What's funny when you say that? Um, moving on from it would mean that it would have had to end. Mm-mm. But I can tell you right now, whether it be within the laws, whether it be within you know, different types of um, phrases, different songs. I mean, I don't know if you saw earlier in the pandemic last year, um, RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan. He mm-hmm. came up with a new song for ice cream trucks. And that thing mm-hmm. hadn't been released mm-hmm. since the 30s. You tell me. Because nobody knew see. how racist that fucking shit was. Yeah, you telling it's, it's me not, mm-hmm. how offensive, how disrespectful, yep. how hurtful yep. this thing was. And mm-hmm. I mean, so the. For us to do that in terms of quote unquote move on, there's some deep, like deep digging, and some well, people are gonna well, have I to be hurt. I don't, I don't mean move on and forget what happened. Um, no, I, I no, mean move I on in the sense of like we've always been forced to acknowledge and accept the past, where everybody else can you know the shit didn't happen. We've always yeah. had to be able to swallow it. And just press forward, really, as opposed to other people are still given the the, the dignity to just, you know, oh well, we we'll just pretend that this didn't happen. We're gonna write on history the, books and blah 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 blah. The move on that I believe, you know, you were talking about, which is the one that I'm talking about, is to really triumph over those things and accept it. But mm-hmm. because this would hurt not only the feelings of certain people, but the pockets of so many others, that's why so many things, like the infrastructures would literally have to crumble because of this movement of moving on. And that's something that a lot of people are not willing to do. Because if they do that, oh my goodness. Even perfect example. So many things are happening now with black farmers. And I've definitely been reading up on this a whole lot. And I know you have. To think the people that tilled this land, that did stuff on this land, and all they wanted to do was continue doing what they were good at are now being denied more than ever, but now being denied a bill that they've been asking for since, I mean, when I say years, I mean, it it may have been told that it was a hundred years ago, but it could probably even go further than that and further than that. So I'm not gonna, you know, disrespect them by saying a year or a number, but years. We're just going to drop it in the bucket of years. And to think, this is what they know. This is what they're good at. And I don't know about anybody else, but all the men and women that I've met in my life, when you're good at something, your life literally becomes better. That's how you fulfill your purpose. And if your purpose is farming, you harvesting and giving that fruit, vegetable, or that harvest to another person is so fulfilling. So fulfilling. So for you to take that at which they are good at away from them because of whatever it may be, because you can't even pinpoint the why is so long, it it doesn't even make any sense. Mm -mm. And it goes all the way from the top, all the way to the bottom. It, the, the why is so long. So with all that being said, all too often, the infrastructure, this is so deeply embedded since the first day that the first person stepped foot off of a boat onto this land called America and just said, hey, so let's get this going 
until that, since that first time, no one, and I mean no one, life was ever the same. And because of that, that's why these things could never really be moved on from because no one wants to address these things. I mean, we're still being lied about about what Christopher Columbus came over here to do. Mm. Not, not to say I believe the lie. I'm just saying we're still being lied to about it. I know it. We gotta do. We we gotta do. She gotta do better. Yeah, yeah. She no, definitely. Definitely something to do better with, and something to do better about. But all of mm-hmm. that also comes with again representation. You know, and I think that's the biggest piece about all of this. Well, we're How finally we're we're we're, we're finally that to a particular extent, right? So now that mm-hmm. we are finally getting representation, I mean, it's on it's on to us of what we do with it and how we move it, really. Um, and what I will say is, what I am starting to notice is the more representation that we're getting, also the more pushback, of course, that we are getting. Because we're, well, that's in reference to authentic, positive representation. If the representation fell into the same old school freaking stereotypes from before, it wouldn't be as much pushback, I don't think. But because, um, like, because people are starting to see what we actually look like and how we actually move and think and in society, then it's like, oh, okay, no, we know we can't, we can't, we can't let that happen. This can't happen. That's that's not what it is. We just skip it. You know, fun fact: a couple of the beaches that they would show on Wheel of Fortune back on the day, yeah, were actually Haitian beaches. Really? And they would just say hey, so you got a trip out to the Caribbean. It was your industry that got a little less better, so to speak, for lack of better terms, but your your industry got a little less better. And then um, your industry also is what causes you to double down on serving people. I know a number of people that were giving food out from pantries to um, elderly people that couldn't make it out. And um, churches were putting money together to get um, groceries to all of the elderly people that can't get there. And then all of the families all together. So if serving is what you do, then that was something that you doubled down on. But if you weren't interacting with people before the pandemic, it really wasn't a tough transition. All you had to do was double down and make sure your men, you know, your mental is straight. But see, my whole thing is, is that I thought that people would have taken into account and had a better appreciation of anyone that was service industry related during this time, because these were the same people who were complaining that they couldn't get their massages and they couldn't get their nails done and yada, 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 yada. And as soon as that became a, possibility and stuff again they couldn't go to restaurants they went right back to those places and started treating people like garbage and I just didn't understand that well you and I can both say that throughout this pandemic even to this day can we both agree that I know for me human life is a Fragile, beautiful, but finite thing. And if any year in your life taught you that, I know for me, more so than anything, 2020 definitely showed me that. And because of that, I value it so much more now than I did before. And it's not like I had a lack of value for human life, but human life is something to be marveled at every single day you wake up. So with that being said, a lot of times you run into those 
who don't understand that concept. And it's unfortunate that you have to go through a tragic situation so you can understand how valuable the human life is. And that's why they treat those who serve others in that manner. You, the, 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 what you have to go through in your psyche, that's, that's what causes a lot of people in the service industry to run into abuse the way that they do of different substances is because in your psyche, you have to say to yourself, I need to make sure that this person's needs come before my own just so mm-hmm. I can survive. That's a lot. If that person okay. isn't your child, your your wife, okay. your so you know. riddle me this, Batman. So okay. my my next question is how do what do we do? Mm-hmm. that allows us to do that and then allows us to take care of ourselves in the same space that we don't feel like we're compromising our own self-worth, integrity, and self-care to be able to participate in this bullshit. So for me personally, mm-hmm. um, I have adopted taking the time out to really um, love me and I thought I loved me before but I'm going to tell you right now this is some high price to dive over you know and I don't care what anybody <laughs> says on the planet I'm telling you I'm I'm six oh, two. I got down. a handsome beard. I'm a handsome man. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is high price to okay. die over here. So you know, top rollers only. But um, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about how anybody feels. As long as I look myself into the mirror and I can stand with the same integrity that I look into another man's eyes or another woman's eyes with, then mm-hmm. I'm okay. And sometimes, well, most of the time, um, due to how things have evolved with people, mm-hmm. I can see that faking it is feels so much better for a number of people than actually being authentic. Mm-hmm. And loving yourself isn't faking it. So how do you, how do we, you know, take care of ourselves and not get wrapped up in it? Love yourself mm-hmm. and love what you do. Um, J. Cole has a song called Love Yours. And mm-hmm. it literally talks about how much you can love the situation that you're in as opposed to looking to someone else's and envying what they want. And that's unfortunate because there's a difference between wanting to aspire to something and envying someone else. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing. No such thing. That's one of my favorite Cole songs. It is one of my favorite Cole songs. I love that song. Like absolutely. No. I think a lot. Well, well, because we, you, you get, you get, especially now. So I think more. Than any other time in life, uh, with the whole rise of social media and da 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 da, like something that you said earlier. Um, I am, I don't think I do social media properly, right? And like by that, I mean, I don't fake shit, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. everything that's on my social media is me in real life. Like, it's how mm-hmm. I talk, it's how I move, it's the things that I'm into, it's the music that I listen to, it's the way that I write, it's the goofy bullshit that I do, it's the video games that I play, mm-hmm. I it's what my face looks like, I mean, it's, I'm not, I don't do social media the way that a lot of these kids do social media, like, it is me, and it's going to be very raw and unfiltered and upfront, but that's just, do with it, um, I understand that everybody doesn't move that way. But I have, I remember like someone contacted me, this was like probably like three or four years ago. And he was like, oh, so 
you you actually do all these things in real life that you say and I was like <laughs> yeah like it because that shit threw me off because I was like yeah like I don't understand I can't I can't really keep up with my own regular ass life you expect me to keep up with a facade you know how much work that is like you nah. know there's a saying that says what's done in the dark will always come to the light Absolutely. Stuff comes out in the wash. Yes. And, you know, what is unfortunate is that a lot of people don't understand how much has to be done in the quote-unquote dark. And I mean the quiet times where, you know, you had to learn how to do this. Like, even with me and cooking, um, I didn't just learn how to sharpen my knife out of nowhere. There was a chef when I was working on the cruise ship. He made me hold my knife to a 20-degree angle and sharpen my knife. And I had to make those strokes 100 times on each side before I could even start. You know, it took me forever to learn how to use my steel. I never did it properly in culinary school. And I never did it properly when I worked in restaurants for like a while. So I just wouldn't do it. Like, yeah. I would only do it when I would get home. I would never do it at the restaurant. And because I was like, someone's going to make fun of the fact that I don't know how to fucking use my steel. Because okay. <laughs> I knew oh. I didn't. I didn't. I, know, I didn't know how to use it. And uh, Out the gate, I didn't know what a whetstone was. I thought it yeah. was like a joke. And, you know, I was like, okay, why do they keep flipping this stone the way that they're mm-hmm. flipping it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this these three different sides or four different sides however many they have will help you get it from coarse to you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fine to mid and everything like that i i didn't know those things until i was taught those things and it i think it all stems back to what are we doing as a community um either a black community as a you know as a chef community what are we doing to teach each other to love ourselves? Because this, some, this is something that also has to be taught, you know. No, Being I mean, well, that's the thing. Is a beautiful thing. Oh God! And but that's the thing, though. Like, yeah. but because it's not something that they wanted to show, mm-hmm. you know, the side of Haiti that they wanted to show were um, rubble on the ground. Um, people walking with no shoes, which hmm. is the most hilarious thing to me because I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't know anybody that lives in those areas. I mean, I may somebody might be adjacent to it, but I don't know anybody in those areas. Or the that funniest thing well. to me, that's so crazy. The funniest thing to me was when a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, Africans." Um, live in a certain way or live in like destitute and it always made me scratch my head because even when I was at home I remember like so many uh, you watch the Ten Commandments and those pharaohs and people who had all those jewels were in Africa so how did they just end up losing it (laughs) yeah it it makes me laugh all the time but it goes back to what I'm saying this is a very deep-rooted strong deep thing that to really uproot it is gonna cause a lot of things to crumble because but that's a, these but are a lot the of this stuff yeah but that's the thing though a lot a lot of this stuff was built on shaky foundations to begin with or fabricated Absolutely. shit like you know Absolutely. stuff that was like like it's like it's like building a house and putting your shit on like sod <laughs> as opposed to a or legitimate sand. like yeah like sod or sand as opposed to a, a or sod and sand covered by linoleum like eventually yeah. <laughs> like this, this something, stuff is something's gonna happen yeah something gonna happen this shit gonna fall in and yeah. and I think that I think that we're I think that we've gotten the closest that we've ever gotten 
However, I also only think that again, as anyone can say what they want to say about me, how I feel about it, but I think the only reason we got as close as we did to people recognizing some shit is because folks were stuck inside the house and they had nothing to look at but TV. And so then that was the yeah. first time that certain people who weren't uh, like us had to be forced to see what we see every goddamn day. Yeah. I I mean I I feel like that's the only thing that made a change or or caused action really. I, I feel like if it hadn't everything would have been normal playing field as it's always I mean they built all these statues all over the place of George Floyd and and I feel indifferent about his statues too to be honest. Um I get it. I get kind of what they're doing it for, but also um <clears throat> I get I get what they're doing it for, but it also also feels like it was something that was built and not not I it doesn't feel like it's for us, if that makes sense. Um Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. I feel I feel like the only reason why they built George Floyd statues all over the place is to appease the whites. To be honest with you, the whites who are now the new allies, because there's plenty of other people that have, should have had statues built for them and monuments built for them forever ago. So, and or not even just that, all the protests that have pulling down monuments of other white people who kept us oppressed for so long was such a fucking issue. So I don't understand the dynamic makes sense to me which is why I don't think that it was built out of authenticity. I felt like it was built out of a need to just capitalize on people feeling a certain kind of way, but not necessarily us for everyone else. You know, my biggest fear for um, how they're going to report 2020 or the, the just all of this that's happening Mm-hmm. My fear is how they're going to report it and what they're going to leave out. Yeah, all it takes is a couple of words and this didn't happen or this gets played down. Um, I personally believe that they should keep all the Confederate statues up, put them in one park, and call the park losers. No, that would and never happen. If we're going to depict history, let's depict it accurately. And I think that will give people a better sense of what is going on and how things have gone on because, you know, my biggest question that I think no one is able to answer or nobody wants to answer, or I guess we're all in the same agreement, if Black Lives really matter, why did we put Black Lives Matter as a mural on the ground? And why aren't there any Black-owned businesses on said street where Black Lives Matter? So put it like this, to make it even more modern. If Black Lives really matter, why is it that wearing any kind of T-shirt, hat, sticker, anything that says on it is banned in the U.S. Olympics, but stop Asian hate is accepted. Make it more modern. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, because you know, the the, the power It's never play, been about us. Yeah, it's never been about and I, we've never it, included in the in that conversation. It cracks me up when everything, you know, Michael, the comedian Michael Shea actually has a joke about this and it was going around, but it's very true to say Black Lives Matter. It just means that they matter. It doesn't mean that anything doesn't. It just means that... They've never seen it that way. It's never been seen as Black Lives Matter. It's always been seen as Black Lives Matter more than ours. For whatever reason, that's always been what's been added to the equation. When we both know that the only thing that Black Lives Matter has ever been meant, Black Lives Matter also. If you want to add words, that's the only other word that we're adding that's not said. 
but that's yeah. not how it's seen. It's or, always been seen as more than us. Or they matter, period. Mm-hmm. That 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 doesn't mean that they matter more than anyone else's. It doesn't mean that they matter more than anybody. And <laughs> I don't know. I might get canceled for saying this, but one of the biggest things that got me upset when I was younger was Black History Month. From the age of, I want to say, eight to about 15, same three suspects. I always heard about Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I always heard about Malcolm X. Malcolm X, and I always heard and about Martin Luther King. Absolutely, and no one else. It was sad because, you know, this may be the same reason, but the reason why you're seeing George Floyd statues up there is because it's so easy to discredit him just as easy as it is to praise him because I can tell you it wasn't until after I was 15 that's when I found out all of these things about Martin Luther King and it didn't bother me so much because I didn't praise the man I just praised what he did he wasn't a god he was just a human being even if you look through you look through history you look through the bible all those people had flaws. And if 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 you want to be authentic, you have to be okay with knowing that you are as flawed as the next human being. But that's the problem. We're in a society where authenticity is like getting weaned out. Like, I mean, that's the that's just the issue is that people don't know, to be honest with you, what it means to be and yeah. to have flaws, to make mistakes, to not be perfect, to have to apologize, or you should apologize for being a suck ass individual when you are a suck ass individual. For like, for, for, yeah. I mean, for doing fucked up shit. Cause at the end of the day, we all gonna do fucked up shit. It's just being, it's just part of the human experience. Whether yeah. we intend to do it or not is one thing. But eventually, at some point, in some day and age, we are going to do fucked up shit. However, with all that being said, that doesn't include that you should exclude your fellow man from living their fucking human experience because you do not know what theirs is. That's the part that's unfair. The part that becomes unfair is when you take somebody else out the equation because you don't understand what their experience is because it's different than yours and you don't attempt to understand what that is. That's, and that's the bullshit. That, that's the part of I find it for me very, very, very hard to connect with. I don't, it's, I, I don't understand like any kind of quote unquote phobia in reference to people. Homophobia doesn't make sense to me. Misogyny doesn't make sense to me. Like the shit doesn't make sense to me. Like there are particular things that okay, I can't transphobia doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to my brain. For my brain, it doesn't work. Because for me, if I'm a supporter of humanity as I say I am, which I very much so am, then that means I support all humanity. And that means I accept everyone's walk of life. So we become such a, um, how do I say, such a pillow society that everyone that wants to say something or would like to say something has to be under, you know, they, they have to really be careful about what they say, which weak, weak, don't get is me- that the word you want to use? I mean, oh, I wanted to say weak, but, you know, I call it pillow because, you know, it, it, it's a sensitive. soft cushion everywhere I you go. Sen- sensitive. So I think I, that we are a very sensitive society now. I'm not saying that there are some parts of it that is not okay. I think that we need to be weaker and be a little bit more accepting and lenient in certain But I do think that sometimes it comes the gamut of being 
overly sensitive and every single thing is offensive. And there's a difference between sensitivity and attention to detail. You and I both mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you, when you pay attention to the details, you pick up on how to be better. But if you mm-hmm. are sensitive, then your sensitivity causes you to constantly be so, um, I mean, I guess overly critical of everything. And it is unfair to constantly live like that. There's no reason why anybody should do that. But if you're paying attention to details, oh, okay, well, I shouldn't do that. This is offensive to someone. This is offensive to someone else. I don't believe that um, that that should be overlooked. And that's why I, say, I call that attention to detail. But no, if every little thing causes you to jump and no one can sit down and have a um, a talk about anything in a forum anymore or all of us. And that's kind of why I meant is, you know, like a lot of these food critics, they say one word, restaurants have shut down. And I mean, completely, hey guys, so we just got the worst review of our lives. Time for everybody to go home. Don't know how you're going to feed your families, but this is the end of the road for us. Well, what do you mean? We just opened and we just shut down. Like, it's not, it, 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 <laughs> Some people don't understand that words are very powerful and how you use them is even more powerful. So there isn't a distinction on what you should and shouldn't say. Um, I it, Maybe we just all need a, another training on that. But what does that look like? Another training on that? What does that look like? First and foremost, that looks like everyone recognizing everyone um i was actually talking to my father about this one time i think we should erase the entire constitution and And start over start all over with it because the amendments Mm -hmm. are just a bandage to Mm -hmm. there's nothing on our amend there there's nothing on our constitution about anything dealing with technology and that's a problem to me. There's nothing on our constitution having to do with anything concerning space, but I just saw, a, a, what's it called? A commercial on YouTube for the Space Command, for the Air Force. They're recruiting now. Why don't we have laws against this stuff? Mm-hmm. But. In my mind, I think it's because we are more reactive than proactive, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I... Hmm. I... I feel like that there are lots of things internally wise that need to be adjusted. I was about to say fixed, but I feel like fixed would be the wrong word. So I'm going to say adjusted. That would um, help garner specific specific change. Change in reference to particular areas in particular. I I feel like that's I, I feel like one of the biggest issues that we've had community-wide is lack of leadership. Um, I feel like that's the reason why things were able to be organized, actually moved a particular way, way, way back in the day, because we had leaders. There was Malcolm. There was Mark. There was Huey. There was leaders. There was Hampton. There was, yes, yes, Fred. Yes, absolutely. There were people who could organize but actually lead and move people in the direction of where it was more beneficial. I feel like we are in a state where there's not a lot of genuine, substantial, important leadership. I there are particular people who are, but I don't think that the community backs them the way that they should. And I a, a lot to do with um, 
I don't know, lack of awareness, lack of education, lack of uh, involvement, uh, people being complacent. I, I think I think it's a lot of factors, to be honest. It's all well and good to say we want Wakanda, but if don't nobody want to work for Wakanda, where does that leave us? We want all these things. We want this change. We want this. We want this. We want these movements. We want Black Wall Street to come back, but who's all trying to actually work to make that shit happen? Um... Not only should there be a leader, but there should be um, an uplifting of the collective of people. We need better support. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. The the support system and the support structure should be stronger than what the fuck it is. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. I feel like that's part of the problem. I feel like a lot of... Because we do have... Because with that being said, I do think that we have certain people that have came forward that have been and then i think that we do have a lot of false prophets there i like there are lots of people who have placed themselves into leadership positions that no one asked them to (laughs) and i I don't think it's safe to to follow everybody oh no oh no but i think what the biggest issue that a lot of people aren't understanding or putting into effect is the fact that with leadership you're only as good as the team that you have you're only as good as the team that you lead so if you are full of a team with weak links you're weak yourself. So how are you taking the knowledge, the the skills, whatever you're doing and but spreading that's the thing them too. Out? The people who have teams that are like that do that on purpose because they pick people who are weaker than them so that they don't get questioned because they need to feel superior, which are again, which falls into that space of false prophets in my head. Yeah. Like, these are people who are not necessary, because to me, the best leaders are the ones who, to be honest with you, don't consider themselves to do things that have leadership qualities and leadership potential, not without realizing that that's what they're doing. They're just moving and doing things without trying to be in control. A lot of the time, some of the best leaders need to be told that they're causing this kind of friction before they realize it. They're not people Absolutely. who step up and just say, oh, hey, I'm doing this because yada, 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 yada. Because mostly because mostly the people who do that shit are the people who bark loud and ain't doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, so, I mean that's, that's one of the things. At the same time, too, as a leader, one of the many things I've learned is that I need to be in the mud with my team. So mm-hmm. where my team is lacking, I need to be the strongest. And that could be anything. I can't tell you how many times I'm a wonderful chef. I know how to throw certain things down. But I can tell you right now, if somebody else is better at it than I am, I'm willing to take a lesson. Mm-hmm. If somebody is short a dishwasher, I'm willing to wash the dishes. If somebody doesn't understand something and they need to learn it, I'm willing to teach. And I think what it is is we've also become a society where there's so much of the, well, I'm not doing it until you pay me, mentality that mm-hmm. the payoff is actually less about what you can give in terms of skills and everything like that, that what can you give me monetarily? Well, but that's the thing, too, is like, we are in this society where, I mean, we're in this whole society of instant gratification, and everybody can paint what they think is real life, and everybody can make their own existence without doing shit. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, these are the people who, I mean, granted, as we tonight, like, everything comes out in the wash the truth will come to light. But these are the people who will lie on a resume and get a job and can't do none of the credentials. I mean, <laughs> this is this is just where we're at. 
people will fake it till they make it, but like legitimately fake it till they make it. When that terminology, when that phrase was coined, it had nothing to do with people actually faking it. It had to do with the fact that people had the credentials, but people, other people didn't see it for what it yeah. was. So that's why it was just like, okay, I'm going to fake it till I make it. I have all the qualifications and everything that it's needed to fulfill this position and this job, but people don't think I have it. So I'm faking it until I make it. These people now are <laughs> faking it until they make it. They're taking it well, very literal. And, you know, it all goes down to like a number of different, and I don't have to go down the list. The list is way too long, but the number of different sayings and phrases that have hidden racism in it. You know, people are just real quick to say it, real quick to, you know, let it roll off their tongue, not knowing who and what they will offend. And it and sometimes it, and sometimes it don't be their fault because sometimes yeah, it comes no, the it's fact not that they, they don't children. Know. That's just it. Yeah, yeah, and and the meaning or the importance of not doing that has gone down the drain so many times that it just turns into a thing where it's like, well, I mean, I heard it from somebody else, so. Okay. Well, sir, we uh, have hit an hour and 15 minutes of this uh, comeback episode of the podcast. Well, I'm glad that I could definitely be the first person to help bring it back. Um, I'm here for it. I think we talked about, I think we have talked about some very important things. I think it is, I think that it is beneficial for us, especially in this service career field, to be able to expect the things that we talk about because everything that we do in general you know goes beyond food so it is important to be able to recognize those other aspects of life that come into us also choosing food to be a vehicle for other you know and it's funny you say that because you know the even in an open kitchen you aren't allowed to say a word just like if you're behind the kitchen you're behind the wall so no one knows what you're saying no one cares what you do unless you're the executive chef and you have to walk mm-hmm. out and talk to people you're behind the wall you're you know so it's pretty much shut your mouth and you come in through the back you walk out through the back most of the time unless you have to walk through the front of the um, restaurant but all of that stuff man it's Huh. All of that stems to the fact that no one wants to hear what you have to do and you turn into the most unpopular phrase that has been popularized um, when the reporter told LeBron, just shut up and play ball. They uh, just tell him, shut up and cook. Yeah, that bullshit. So, I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely great having a comeback. Um, definitely a strong comeback, and yeah, can't wait to see uh, how many others. All right, we'll talk. All righty. All right, bye. Bye.